Welcome to episode 226 of Coffee Pods and Wads. You know that feeling of being incredibly well rested and ready to attack your day and your workout. Yeah, me neither. Rain body fuel helps you pretend though. It kind of papers over the cracks. Uh, whoop sits on your wrist and quietly reminds you that you're fucking your recovery by not going to bed early enough. Or you could, you know, I don't know, listen to it and improve, I guess, apparently anyway. Uh, join.whoop.com forward slash CPW to save and join the club using com hyphen CPW365. Rad are hurtling towards their sixth launch already. If you have size 11 and a half, you can go to rad hyphen global.com i think there might be a pair of them left and um, the hybrid academy have a warehouse of stock uh waiting for you at the hybridacademy.store and you can use pod 10 for money off and they're launching their athlete support t-shirts and crop tops on friday um 20 of the profits there are going to the athlete program and 80 20 to get their teams to madison for the games this summer so that's really good the hybrid academy dot store for that uh, i think they have an email list you can sign up to for uh, release as well uh, today's guest is andrew hiller we chat about semi-finals athletes reps and no reps uh, crossfit hq power vigilantes and enough other stuff that i've forgotten half of it enjoy listen share and tag it's weird uh it's really fucking weird talking to you and seeing like you it's just weird it's like you know when you see someone in a really familiar setting but you've never actually seen them in that setting like i've seen like i'll say your videos are on savannah show or whatever that's how if someone said picture hiller that's what i picture like sitting but it's all the same no I'm, I'm it's all the same yeah but it's just weird that i'm on the other side of it usually i'm like an inanimate Ooh. observer do you know what i mean so it's weird um it's weird i have that i have that phenomenon every time i would ever and i, I always say that i'm the former washed up regionals athlete right but i have been in heats with the likes of like rich froning and those types of people so i would have to guess maybe that's what you're going through it's like oh shit, i've seen this guy on tv and now he's three lanes over from me, you know, because we're yeah. never that close, but <laughs> yeah. close is close. Um, yeah, it is weird. It's, it was the and same I, way. I'm not trying to compare myself to Rich Froning, no, either, yeah. by the way. I've been saying that might be the closest. Don't get yeah. me wrong there. <laughs> no, I think I understand what you meant, but I also think it's good that you qualified that that's not what you were doing. In case someone else is just to be like, Jesus, yeah. God, this is fucking great. I tell you um, what, one of the biggest things I try to do is look at it from all angles to make yeah. sure people aren't, this motherfucker thinks he's Rich Froning. It's like, no, no, no um i had the same when i interviewed ben bergeron i had the same where he was in like his spot where he does chasing excellence and i was like this is weird because i've seen this like a hundred times but it's odd being on the other side of it um you had surgery recently did you yep there it is is that so you can lock out your elbow uh yeah it's getting pretty good actually i don't i actually haven't done one of these yet so i guess wow. you can see the difference like that's the good one and that's where that one goes. I still, I'm on day two of physical therapy. And actually that's been kind of wild because I've spoken to a lot of people at this point about elbows and you know, their, their recoveries in pot in general, I have a month of PT scheduled out just like that. So like I'm going every single day and maybe it's because of the intensity I came at my surgeon with, and that was his script. It's like, Hey, make sure that this guy gets back to, cause he's serious about it. But I was like, I need this thing fucking straight. <laughs> and what was it like a repetitive stressing or did something happen originally? Uh, the best way that I can probably the, the, the first time I ever felt any sort of pain in my elbow, I was doing an iron cross. Oh, I yeah. used to be pretty good at those. Uh, 
and I felt a pop and I never tried one ever again. I felt a pop right underneath. And then a couple years later, I had a pec tear and I have a feeling that it was just a slow build to the point where at Wadapalooza this past year, I was doing muscle ups and something went and all of a sudden I was just not able to bend or extend. And actually I keep on talking how I can't lock it out. It's with what I'm doing. It's like, Hey, lock out your elbows. It's weird to the point where I almost forgot that I can't front rack a barbell. So like I can't touch my thumb to my shoulder on this side, but on this side, I'm like rather, I mean, I can grab my whole shoulder. Weird. So it, it's like flexion and extension are the issues, and that all happened at Wadapalooza. But I think that it was more or less a slow build to that point over the course of years and years of maybe not doing everything I could to fix it. Um, is the surgery, did they take something from somewhere else and put it in, or what did they do? Yeah, uh, there. I think you said the acronym process, which is just like the tip of the elbow. There was a piece of bone, and it was like a 1.3 centimeter piece of bone that he took out. And I have okay. a picture of it. I don't know. Can you see it on there? I'll pull it up. I'll just stick it on the camera. Uh, unless you're trying to avoid weird hair. Let's see. No, you can't see that. If you ta- if you tap the screen. Oh, no, no. I can't. Wow, actually, it's quite substantial. Can you yeah, see that? I don't see know. It at bottom left, yeah. It, well, it's pretty. Right, it's pretty yeah. It's yeah, like a triangle. There, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a little thing. But yeah, he pulled that out of my elbow, and now I, I f- it feels freer. It just feels inflamed. But before I would compare it to a crab claw, yeah. so, you know, you're and is it hard? Like, because obviously, I assume you've been told, like, you know, there's a roadmap or whatever of, oh, by this date you should be able to do this, and by this date you should be able to do that. Or is it hard not to? Because you strike me as quite an intense guy. Is it hard not to be like, oh, he says I won't be able to do that for three weeks? Fuck him, I'm going to do it by Friday. I was in physical therapy today, and they sit you down on the recumbent, but like the arm ergometer. Oh yeah, and they're like, "All right, sit there, warm up for ten minutes." And I've never been to PT before, physical therapy, and I was like trying to accelerate through it. They're like, "You don't have to do that. We just want you to move before we do whatever we're going to do." You're two days out of operation, so I, I do think that I'm trying to get it done a little quicker. I, I, yeah, I haven't been able to work out in like five months because you heard of, ten, uh, lower body. You heard ten uh, ten minute warm up, and you and in your head it was ten minute max calories on whatever this thing is. <laughs> Correct. I was looking at it, and I'm like, I'm holding twenty one watts with just my arm. I'm like, what does thirty watts feel like with just my arms? I've never done this before. That's cool. Um, so most recently you've been on. Well, best luck with your recovery, first of all. Um, but most Thanks. recently you've you've been on um Savan's show, and you did all the um say this past weekend so like strength and depth atlas you did all those and you did i think you did all the weekend previous as well didn't you have you done all I the final ones i did all of them wow yeah so we would do like i think we did four on a single friday but we did three friday and then anywhere from two to three on saturday and then two on sunday so that yeah. it was pretty I, I kept telling people i couldn't do anything i'm like i gotta be on this show I'm, well, not I'm only, you, right you have now. to be on it, but you also have to watch everything that's going on because you can't go on it. Like, yeah. oh, I know I didn't see that. I was uh, <laughs> my fiance was getting a little like maybe agitated is the way to put it, but she also is understanding. I'm like, I got to sit here. I got to watch it. She's like talking. I'm like, I got to watch. I got to know what I'm talking about. I am literally becoming an analyst. If I don't watch this, then I look like a fucking idiot when I'm talking on the Savan thing. I don't want to look like an idiot. So I got to watch. I got to know what's going on. She's like, yeah, do you want to go do this? I can't. I can't go do this. I got to. <laughs> I got the podcast here. I got this. I got that. We had we uh, Taylor Self actually did the most important thing, which is he roadmapped it all. 
So like you could see when things were starting, when oh, things yeah. were finishing. It was very, very uh, important. Yeah, he's he's um, he's great. Um, he's the man. Oh yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, I was supposed to have him on, and then he pulled out of Mac, was he or Syndicate, which whatever one he's doing because he got injured, and he messaged me saying, "Oh, I can't." Uh, he was like, "I don't know. I don't. I still don't know." what i'm thinking so i don't want to talk to anyone because i don't know what i'm thinking and i was like oh yeah no problem like you know let me know when when you want to talk um i must get back to him actually because he'd be good um, taylor's the man yeah he's smart too yeah like that was one thing i was going to say so like with all the semi-finals ones it's kind of like it's funny because i think okay i've told you this Shoot, before say it, what do you got <laughs> i've told you this before um this is how we first started talking but i and I think this is going to be the same for a lot of people. Um, I, I don't mean any offense by this. I, Send me away. I, I like assumed it. you were a total asshole. Like, I assumed you were just an absolute dickhead, that you were bitter over what I now, you know, if I'd known what I know now, then I would have thought, oh, he's bitter over his elbow, and he's just pissed off, and he can't do it, and he's never going to make it, so he's trying to rip down other people that are making it, and he's just, like, fucking the CrossFit Scrooge McDuck up in his tower, pissed off at the world and bitter. At <laughs> I, would, I, would, I think I would need to be loaded to be Scrooge McDuck, right? <laughs> um, and I assumed that for a long time. And it's funny because I assumed that without ever actually listening to anything that you said or like all I saw was the headline. And then I was like, asshole. And like, just went off it. And then I was even, and I remember talking to other people saying like, oh, that guy's an asshole. And then, in hindsight thinking like how did i form an opinion like it was totally baseless it was just all assumption and well we all know what assumed it but it's when you started going on savannah i remember the first time you were on savannah's um you did like a drop in for like 15 20 minutes or something and i remember thinking like no okay i'm not listening to that because no and and then he had you back on and i was like all right there's obviously something here that i'm not seeing so i went back and listened to the one that you're on originally and I'm so glad I did because, like, that's a really difficult scenario to drop in on to something that's really successful, someone who knows, like, a lot about a lot and who's good at getting, like, you know, deep into people, um, metaphorically. And <laughs> I, uh, I was impressed with how you handled yourself and I was impressed with, like, the stuff that you were saying. And then I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll give him a chance or whatever. And then you're on it again and I was like, and it's been the same since, especially through semifinals. Like, I've been absolutely blown away by, like, two aspects. So one is how much stuff you know about the sport of CrossFit, where I can't remember the exact question, but Savannah asked something, and it was like, I remember you saying, like, oh, well, in 2016, but there was, like, no gap between the question and the answer. There was no, like, you know, it's not like you're like, oh, let me talk to Taylor there and let me have a look. It was like he asked a question to the general group and you were like, well, in 2016, such and such thing happened. And then there's another thing about equipment <laughs> failing. Fuck. And you mentioned you, you equally impressively said, oh, I don't know. And you were like, off the top of my head, I don't know. And I was like, that's almost more impressive than saying, oh, in 2016, such and such a thing happened. Because the easy thing to do there is to blag or to, like, bullshit your way through an answer just so that you sound clever. But I think, the like, the real clever person says, I don't know. And then and then you came back in the next episode and you were like, oh, that question you asked me earlier on, and you had, like, seven examples. 
So there was a, there was a lot to be impressed by there. But I think it's one of You're making the, me get all warm here. You're making me nervous. You're like, oh, he's but, on to me. <laughs> but it's one of the rare occasions where I think I've been proud of myself for changing my mind. It's like for, for being willing to change my mind on something. Because the easy thing for me to do there the whole way along would be to, just to consistently be like, no, he's an asshole. And like not delve any deeper. But I'm glad I did because you're seriously fucking good at what you do. And especially considering it's not, this isn't like, this isn't what you do. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you studied statistics or studied like, you know what I mean? You're a coach, a former affiliate owner. You are a former athlete, hopefully future athlete again. You're, you know, you like the sport, but you found ways. And we'll get into all the, the, all the types of videos that you make and stuff, but just from the semifinals perspective, I thought it was really impressive what you did and what ta- like what you all did because it was remarkable insight that I think would have been easy for say people who don't know the sport who are like you know the fairweather fans who know like maybe five athletes or whatever they could look at that show and be like who the fuck are these guys and not listen but like anyone who tuned in gained a better understanding of like what it's like to compete what it's like to coach what it's like to program and what it's like to be behind the scenes from the four to eight of you that were on that show at any given time. And I think it it's remarkable what you did. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how to follow it up with other, anything other than thanks. Yeah, uh, I'm going to just click end broadcast there. That was good. Thanks. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Plus That's it. Man, the whole thing's <laughs> that done. monologue took too long, minutes. so we're done. No, that was, that was awesome. I just don't know where to dive in. Uh, there, I have were you nervous the first, the first time you went on to – when you dropped in that time, were you like, were you breathing fast? So was I breathing fast? Yeah. Was I? Yeah. Are, are you saying I? No, was I'm asking. Were you? Because I know when I get nervous, I find it really hard to talk at a like normal pitch. <laughs> I I suppose, and sorry if I'm like cutting in and out, it's because the people are cutting the grass right now. Oh, no, it's fine. So so if it's if that's annoying, let me know. But the thing that I try to do is, and if if I don't know something. I'm going to say I don't know something. Um, it actually hit me really hard in my internship out of college, which was that I went, there was four of us. I've, I've actually made a video. It's one of my earlier on videos was there was four people at this internship. And of the four of us, he kept myself. It was at a CrossFit, a former CrossFit affiliate. He unaffiliated. But I walked into the affiliate and I was like, wow, this place is so cool. I want to be a part of it. This is everything that I want. And I tried to impress the owner with what I knew. And if I didn't know something, I wanted to make sure that I knew what the hell I was talking about. And I remember I was sitting in an interview with him and I said, Rich Froning. And it's like a bitter fucking memory in my head because everyone knows his name is Rich Froning. But also when I was in there, it was 2012. And in 2012, like, all right, I watched the video. I probably read his name on some BSN article because that's who he was originally sponsored by. And it really hurts me when I mess things up like that to the point where if I don't know it, I don't want that like horrible repercussion down the road where I'm remembering it right now in 2022, <laughs> 10 years later that I messed up Rich Froning's name in an interview. Does that all make sense? So if I'm on Savan's show and I'm saying stuff, I either know it to be as close to fact as possible or I truly believe it. Yeah. And is I it hard? Because I've never done like a live uh, I just don't think I have it in me. I don't think anyone would watch, but I don't think I have it in me. But like, is it hard? Because you can see the comments, can't you? Yeah. Is I'm it hard to like this. listen <laughs> to what's going? Because I remember Hopper was on it one day, and 
Savan was talking to him and there was no response coming back. And he was like, he's gone. He's in the comments. And then Hopper was like, hey, this guy needs to fuck. And he like started replying to something. <laughs> uh, I love the comments. Uh, it, if at the very least, if I I get into a, a zone, so I'm, I'm in it right now with you. And like whatever we're doing, this is all I'm doing right now. If I want to engage with the comments, it's if anything, I'm trying to bring something to our conversation. Hmm. Uh, so I do like them. I do read most of them. At the end of the show, I'll be able to recollect when they popped up in relation to our conversation. And I'm sure you've picked up in my videos the the, the movie bits, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll be making a video, and it'll be like 30 to an hour long after I'm done recording it. And, of course, I chop it down. You can see where I make the cuts, and I'll insert random movie expositions those just pop into my head randomly. And, and right. I have this way to recollect, remember, and apply to whatever situation that I'm in. And people have said in my affiliate that it's my gift to remember like what their back squat was from four years ago on an October weekend. And I, hey, I remember it looked like this. You could probably do this today. And I don't know. I, I don't really like to like prop myself up like that. But I do think of those sorts of things when I hear people like you saying that you pick up on my ability to remember random shit yeah <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think i'm wired to remember things that are very important to me if if anything yeah it's funny because like my father-in-law is very easily impressed with like sports stuff because i have a stupid memory for like footballers like as in soccer players like i can remember who th- what club they were at and you know like what club they're at before that and i can't, uh, I can't american football or no like soccer like yeah, okay, okay um haven't a fucking notion of american football um but i'd be like you know oh like such and such or like a player would move and i'd be like oh yeah he was at like chelsea for two years i think wasn't he on loan at birmingham or something and he's like geez that's crazy and then with cross i can do that with crossfit but i can only do it with athletes and coaches so i don't have the capacity to remember you know i'll remember like oh they did well at wadapalooza or they did well at the games two years ago but what I'm really good at is the people side of it. So I can say like, oh yeah, like Catherine was with Ben and now she's with Yami. And before, you know, like I can remember that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, maybe because the, the relationship side of it means more to me than the, the winning or losing side of it, I guess, or something. I don't really know why, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like you and Brian Friend, it's fucking- I actually bad. really like having Brian on the same show as me because he knows way more about the thing I always tell him is he knows how to pronunciate their their names much better than I do. And then with that, he also usually knows the tidbits that I don't know about the athletes I don't know about. I, I know what I know, and yeah. I like to refer to people like him when I don't know things. It's it's almost like you were saying, if I was on the show with Taylor and someone popped up, I wasn't like, oh, well, let me. Brian would then be my out. I'm like, all right, Brian, please help me out with this. I don't know anything yeah. about so-and-so from the netherlands or whatever yeah. i'd like the to know about, more the thing about brian though that's cool so i was at lowlands and he was at lowlands so first of all he's really fucking tall i don't know what i expected but i saw him and i was like geez he's a fucking string bean um, tall. how tall is he i don't he's even definitely know. six one i'd say like from i was a good bit away from him but he was I, it, relative to like the field of athletes he was tall how tall so are I was you like I'm six on a good day. So so he's a little bit taller than you. So you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like 183, and I'd say he's like 187 or whatever. I don't know. You're, you're, you're talking centimeters you? now. Yeah, Where are you? You're in Ireland. Ireland. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I try. I I mistakenly assumed you used centimeters, but sure, feet. We got feet. You got them from the British, didn't you? Feet and yards and shit. Then you I kept got my it. feet. I got my feet from my parents. <laughs> that's, that's I got my feet from a cobbler's. Um, <laughs> so cobblers. yeah, but Brian is really tall. That made me that unnerved me a bit when I realized how tall he was. Um, and then a few times before, so I don't know. I actually not really one hundred percent sure what his job title was for that, but he seemed to be feeding like Chase and um mads like you know like oh keep an eye out on such and such a person in this heat or oh this that person whatever did well whenever i'm assuming most that is done like air you know before the competition actually happens but he had like a headset and a mic so i'm assuming that's who he's communicating with or whatever um kind of like floor managing it looked like as well but between the heats there's you know the corral area and like people like luka jukic or whatever would come off the floor and brian would be talking to them for like five minutes <laughs> and then they go and then the next and someone else from the next he would come and he'd be talking to them and i was like oh yeah like because loads of times you hear him talking about like well he like i remember at wadapalooza he was on the phone to savan like doing video with savan and he was saying oh i was just talking to such and such and it was so cool seeing that in person that it's literally like that a that they're willing to stop and talk to him and give him time when usually they're like get the fuck out of my way i'm gonna get sick somewhere um but like, yeah, it, it gave me an insight into like how one of the ways he knows so much about all the people that he knows about. I actually, Brian doesn't know this. And <laughs> I was at Wadapalooza last year. It was in January, my, mm -hmm. the last where I busted up my elbow. And you said you saw him on Savan going back and forth with whomever he was talking about. And I saw him there too. And I remember thinking the same, like, wow, Brian's a little taller. He's a little bit more slender than I would have imagined. And he's running around with his mic and he's just, he looks like he's busy. He looks yeah. so busy while he's running around. Did you get the same impression? Yeah, but I don't know how he finds time to do all the shit that he does. Like he'd be, and just even the confidence to, like, first of all, I assume if you're working like essentially for CrossFit, it must be awkward. And for Morning Choco, it must be awkward to be like, oh, I just got to call Savan real quick. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, the fuck you do? Like it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess. I, I can't speak very much to that because it's not yeah. anything that him and I have talked about, but I could imagine it would be awkward. Yeah. But maybe, I know maybe like Brian, say, maybe Brian is also unviable. He does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's a, I I'd say him. he's basically a contractor. I'd say he's his own entity and then they eh. get him. But like Lauren Khalil is doing an episode with Savannah and she works for Chocolate. So I assume it's, there's not that big of a gripe either. Like um, there, there's no non-compete there. Yeah. Um, you so you owned an affiliate but don't own one anymore that is correct how come well when did when did you is this is this a different affiliate than the one you started off your internship in yeah correct yeah so out of cow so when i was in college i was looking into physical therapy and you did like kinesiology or something was it exercise science kinesiology yeah it was okay. uh and exercise physiology that's like the terminology and I, you know what's crazy is I remember I was looking into all those things and I was dating a girl at the time. She's like, you don't want to do that. And it's like, fuck you. Fuck you. I don't. It's like, I'm still doing it. Like, idiot. But <laughs> so I ended up doing that. And then through that, it's like, all right, what do you do to like make a living? It's like, do you want to be a trainer the rest of your life? And it's like, uh, you know, maybe you're right. So I looked into physical therapy and then I found out that when you do that, all you do is you mend broken people for the most part. So I got back into like sports performance. And that's where I mm. found CrossFit, which brought me to the internship. 
And through the internship, I was like, all right, I like this thing. I remember I walked into the internship. Do you remember the first time you walked into a CrossFit gym? Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a CrossFit gym when I walked. I remember the first time I walked into a CrossFit gym and I was going to a gym that was doing CrossFit but wasn't calling it CrossFit. Oh, do you remember the the sensations you went through? Just like the feeling of it all? Yeah. yeah, I remember mine. It was just like, wow, this is it. This is all I want to (laughs) do. I remember I remember remember when we when we re I fought hard against like doing CrossFit. I was like (laughs) you were one of those. Yeah, I was like, you're going to put your back out. You're going to like whatever. Um, again, with no actual information, I was just made a basis assumption. Um, but yeah, I was real against it. And then like slowly just started doing circuits and then doing more and then doing more. And then I started hearing word like EMOMs and AMRAP. And then I was like, put some fucking knee sleeves on me and send me out. I'm ready. I was like, I mean, no, I'm no, 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 not the knee sleeves. <laughs> I'm an anti knee sleever. <laughs> I wore three pairs. No, am I joking? So you you were the slow burn, like you built into it really slowly. Yeah, I, I like I still maintain I was duped into doing CrossFit. How so? How, like how it wasn't called that? CrossFit. It was like Aww. we were doing like Tabata training, and then it was like oh Tabata training with like wall balls and kettlebells, and then it was like Tabata training with like assault bike, and then it was you like bastards, you got me. Yeah, then it was like oh, have you seen like Fittest on Earth? You know, like that was the yeah. That I remember. I remember the first time I saw Alex Smith and Brent Fakowski. I don't know. I still don't know why, but I was like, I fucking love this sport. And then I was just that was, well, was that probably 2017 documentary. That, that sounded about right. 16 or 17. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. That was the year they were doing like the clean and bar muscle up ladder. I think that so. A, yeah. that, that was a big Alex Smith year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I remember saying that year, oh, he's going to win it next year. And I don't know what happened since, but it hasn't. Yeah, I don't know either. I think he got sick. I don't remember. I tried to follow him a little bit. There's a lot going on over there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I, I just remember looking at that affiliate. And just thinking that's all I ever want to do. It was so cool. Big open space. I remember they didn't have heat. It was the winter. And they had like those gas turbine heaters. They had four of them like pointing into the middle of the floor. I just thought it was so freaking cool. And I went from there to kind of working for my level one at an affiliate that was right outside my college. So I did the internship and then I moved on because he kind of packed up shop. (laughs) The tale is old as time with the affiliates. I don't know if you've run into this is that there's usually something that shuts them down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's it, it almost always stems from the business owner either being stubborn or not having a business mind on their shoulders they love yeah CrossFit. But they, lo- they love, love crossfit they love to coach and yeah yeah so yeah, this guy was a former like marine man stubborn and he's like fuck you guys i don't care if there's mold under the floor and then they <laughs> kick him out of the prop the, the property and like then he moved to he moved south. I'm not going to talk too much. He moved south. Where there's no so, mold. Yeah, yeah. There, well, there's no there's no mold in the south, right? <laughs> so then I got I like went to another affiliate. I picked up my level one. I worked for it, and then I ended up getting picked up by the affiliate that I ended up being co-owner at. As uh, he he was looking for someone to pick up like a full time sort of gig, and I was just coming out of college. And he also the owner at that time. I think he saw that I was into the competitive side of it as was he, and it's almost what he was trying to do with his affiliate was he wanted to have it, have a competitive edge on it, Hmm. which I don't really agree with, but over the course of the years that I ended up being, I bought into the affiliate half a year later and over the, (laughs) over the course of that time, I saw that there's a huge benefit towards like molding the elite community with the elite people with the community. 
And yeah. I, I don't think if it were for me coming in there, that that would have ever happened at that affiliate. Because up until that point, all I ever heard was that they were sitting over in their corner doing their thing, their own special programming. And I'm sure you've yeah. heard those stories before. But I ended up taking over the programming. I ended up taking over just about every role you can take over at that affiliate, with the exception of answering emails, because that's what my business partner did. He answered the emails. Um, sorry if that's annoying. Do you hear that? I don't know. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, and I made it a very big point to try to make everybody work out with everybody. Give me a sec. I'm going to. I have a feeling that's really loud, is it? How big is their fucking lawn? Are they cutting it with an airplane? <laughs> they're, they're cutting it with the world's smallest airplane. <laughs> you know, they're using the propellers on the side. and They're just like tilting it down to the ground. I, I swear to God, we moved in here three years ago and there hasn't been one day where there hasn't been something going on here. You know what you should do? You should get them. uh, I'm already in the garage, all right? Hey, leave me alone. You know, you can get those Roomba, but for the garden, you know, the grass. It's like a robot lawnmower. It sounds stupid deadly. You should get them one of them as like a Christmas present. Be like, hey, I got you this. Throw out your fucking lawnmower. And then, because it works on GPS. So you mark, you track out where the footpaths are and where like the edge is and then the robot just goes like and it just does it all day every day and then it returns to his little base and charges up and then it goes back out so it just keeps it at exactly they, the same uh, length do they look out for dogs like are the dogs gonna be safe uh <laughs> oh yes are they gonna be like chased down by a freaking Roomba lawnmower yeah I mean how small is a dog it's not gonna get sucked under like it's, i assume I, the dog um, will just like just gradually step over it and be like oh sorry well, I, it's not gonna be really. like <laughs> getting caught by the tail and being dragged through the plates sounds like a nightmare i would oh my yeah. god i'd rather die than <laughs> my dog get attacked by a roomba um so so yeah you took over it's interesting you're saying that because i actually interviewed um chris cooper yesterday or tuesday from two brain business and uh, one of the questions i asked him was there's obviously this there's that a gap or that there's two two kind of segments of uh or maybe three of crossfitters so there's those elite people who are like i'm going to the games or i'm going to the you know i want to be a regionals athlete basically and then you have the people that are like oh i really like crossfit and i'm quite good at it i might do some competitions during the year you know like i might do six days a week training and maybe do a double session on a friday or that kind of person and then you have the person that's like i go to the gym three days a week um or four days a week and I do the class and I see my friends and I have a coffee and I go home and I, I do, if it's wall balls, like oh, I might scale it a little bit, you know, like that, that type of person who's just like, I just want to move. Um, and I was curious talking to him about like, is it a bad idea for a gym to focus and promote the elite? Cause like, this, say, what, what, what did he say? He said that he thinks it is a bad idea. So he said he, in general, his advice is, like well he said it depends on the gym basically so he's like if a gym markets themselves as we want to help the community and we want to get like this town fitter and we want to get seven you know he, he said his own gym is like they want to improve oh fuck i can't remember what he said something about like seven thousand people and he's going to do that by doing this this and this but he was like if we did that and then our instagram page was all pictures of calloused hands and massive lifts and you know someone doing like 30 ring muscle-ups for time or whatever he was like th those two things are juxtaposed to each other where like that that isn't the what the everyday person is going to see that and be afraid and be reluctant to go that's going to perpetuate the oh i'm not fit enough to do crossfit so he's like you have to choose like 
which side of the track you land on. But it's interesting hearing you talk yes. about it because you seem to say that you found a way to bridge that gap. Oh, yeah. Um, everything I know is anecdotal. I mean, I didn't learn jack shit in college towards mm. anything that I ever speak about. They, God, that was a waste of money. However, <laughs> however uh, and I don't know how that goes over where you're at over in your your world <laughs> on the other side of the ocean, but it was a waste yeah, no, of money. I, most of education is a pile. I'm a teacher and most of education is a pile of shit. Like, you know, <laughs> so, someone said to me the other day, we were doing, um, oh, I can't remember what we're doing. Oh, we were talking about PE, like phys ed. And um, I was saying how scary it is that the kids in class, like in my school, I teach like elementary school. And I was like, you know, you, you, we did like circuits there last week as part of like this active school week or whatever. And one of the stations was squats, like just air squats. And like one out of 20 did a squat. And the rest were all like, you know, feet too narrow on their toes, like going down. Well, about three at that inches. age, they're still kind of learning neuromuscularly yeah. how to move. But it's so like the whole, the whole school, like that's, uh, that's from four up to 12 we're like yeah. doing it the same way and i was like it's crazy how that that isn't something that we you know work hard to teach but like we'll teach them how to find the area of a triangle which outside of school when the fuck do you ever need to learn the area like when are you ever going to be stopped and be like oh shit pythagoras and like work you know you're never or like when are you going to need to remember that poem that you learned but we like drill that into them but i was actually talking to matt evans from crossfit he's on like seminar staff and he's rolling out a program in the UK for essentially like CrossFit education for kids that will be part of the curriculum in schools. Um, and so it's like different than the kids course. So like you, the teachers will do a course and then the teachers will teach the kids CrossFit in school during, during PE, we'll say. And that's, that, well, you know, so. you know, what's wild about all this is that was one of my original thoughts of like things I wanted to be doing, which was educate them younger mm. and, and i guess that could kind of tie into the no reps of everything is that you know what two plus two is it equals four you learned that when you were fucking six years old <laughs> i don't know when you now if you knew what a squat looked like when you were six years old all of a sudden you're my age at 30 and if you see a squat going wrong it's like that's not right that's not what i've been taught my whole life <laughs> yeah yeah no, uh, it is. It, it, it's very interesting that what you're saying is that nobody at that age knows how to do it let alone what it should look like as in something every single person in the world could do right yeah but it's interesting as well because like say we were playing dodgeball and you could see the athletic kids like just by the way they throw you know they have like i was taking pictures for the school like for instagram or whatever but like you can see in the pictures you can see the person that's like all their weight is on their front foot their back foot is out for balance their hand is through their other hand is back for balance like they're in the perfect like the stereotypical throwing position just naturally that's what they fall into whereas then there's other kids that are like just haven't got a clue of they're like they're holding the ball <laughs> and they're like i don't know what like my brain cannot communicate with my body effectively to do what i need to do here and then you wonder whether or not they were born that way or if it's just lack of exposure i'd say it's lack of exposure and just sedent sedentary lifestyle sedentary living i guess and but like, did you? i didn't play any sports i didn't play sports like crossfit is a first like sport I did like I remember I played rugby for a while when I was like 24 and I remember I banged shins with someone playing rugby and in hurt. training 
and I was like fuck this (laughs) I'm out like it literally I just I was like okay I broke my leg and then I was looking at it I was like oh no it's actually just like cut and it's it's not actually broken but it is sore and I was just like (laughs) I'm out and I remember just walking off being like fuck this is not worth it Um, I did the same thing on dive team I remember I joined dive team they're like all right dive off backwards and I landed flat on my back I was like fuck this that hurts so bad (laughs) it's not worth it's not worth holy shit I don't want to learn how to do fucking anything for this diving board yeah, like I hit my shin and I was like, think of all the things that can actually happen in rugby. This is the minor, like the most minor injury I could have. And I'm like, nope, I'm yeah, not, people get this fucked isn't worth up it. From Nothing rugby. Is. Yeah. yeah, they freaking, um, they don't know how to edit. They can't speak. <laughs> so I, I started, like CrossFit is the first sport I did. I was never physically active. I was like way overweight. Um, like just a, I was smoked like 20 a day. Like anytime, <laughs> anytime I drank, I was like, drink to get fucked up i wasn't like oh let's just go for a beer i was just like oh so we're going out cool i'm gonna buy two bottles of white wine before we leave um before we leave <laughs> and, then, and then uh yeah like i remember i remember i used to um i used to go into town where i lived and this is before i went back to college and like lost weight and stuff but i used to go into town where i lived rent two dvds in like a video dvd rental place come home like just smoke cigarettes all day watch the two dvds then go back in the evening and rent two more and then that was just my every day for what like did you what did you did you work what was this college this is between college so i did like college and dropped out and, and I was right like, now it's on like four movies a day which is eight hours <laughs> yeah some sometimes no i didn't work yeah, but yeah. sometimes they had like um like now it's so funny looking at back at it now i kind of feel like it must be the same for like bakers or like someone who owns a bakery when you see someone coming in and you're like i wonder should i tell them to fuck off like should i step in <laughs> like like is it my job to say like no no come on you've had enough like the guy in the dvd shop would he should he have been like are you sure like, you've had <laughs> like you're your... blockbusters like all right man I'm putting you <laughs> this off is your 30 second this is your 30 second dvd this week are you sure <laughs> are you sure you want to do this yourself oh um, my god <laughs> yeah i kind of think the same about bakeries i wonder should the bakers be like oh really like oh this is you've had a lot of donuts this week maybe do you want to just like do i just have a coffee and nothing else um but yeah i was a mess until i don't until i met my now wife i was a mess like with health wise um, so I'm in doing, undoing a lot of stuff, but, um, I don't know how we got onto that now. Um, sorry, with, blending the elite and the, and the community. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> sorry. Fucking hell. That was a tangent and a half. No, it's all right. Tangents are good. I'm not very accustomed to tangents. <laughs> I, I usually have a, a one track mind. So tangents are good. But as far as the, uh, the affiliate goes, I, and I, I think I've listened to a couple of Chris Cooper segments and I, I think I know where he's coming from with what he told you, but uh, there, there's really only a couple of meso systems you can have within a gym. Did he bring that up? Like you can only have like a certain ecosystem. Mm. And I think it's like a 150 to 200 members is ideal for like your community. And you can kind of shape that however you want without it reaching to be a 600 person or affiliate. And then all of a sudden the entire structure changes. I don't know if that's spot on or, or not, but, and I don't know if that was Chris Cooper. Maybe it was one of those other like gym mastermind, by the way, those gym mastermind things like, fuck those, they, they piss me off so much. Like uh, I, I, I think I they like come from a good brain, place, but they're so like bad. And I'm not talking way. about, I'm not talking about Chris Cooper. He's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, <laughs> I think should his, say that. his is 
like I find his particularly impressive just because of the pool of information. And mm-hmm. he was like, we have people, so we might, oh, fuck, that episode isn't out yet, and I'm ruining it. But anyway. No, no, no. He, well, let me, let me um, just say this then, is that I really like Chris Cooper, and that since all this has been happening, I've been getting a lot of Facebook messages, friend requests, and every single one of them is like, hey, we saw that you're in the fitness business. Let me help you grow your business. I'm like, fuck yeah. off. And it's yeah. like, I'm sure that, that you've seen them in the CrossFit space too. But yeah. that does not but apply he, to Chris Cooper. He was like, we have people, so say you own an affiliate and I own an affiliate and like two other guys. And I'll say to him, hey, I'm doing this like fucking, I don't know, thing on Fridays that's really good for business. Like it's business is booming since I started doing it. And he'd be like, okay. And then he'll check back in in a couple of weeks. And then he'll say to you, hey, this guy Peter's been doing this thing on Fridays. Will you do it the exact same way he's doing it? Here's what he's been doing. Here's how he's been doing it and when he's been doing it. And then he leaves us both alone for like three months. And then he'll come back and be like, well, what happened? And I'll be like, yeah, business is booming. You'll be like, well, fuck, I don't know what changed, but business is definitely booming. And then he'll try it with another couple of people in the exact same way. And then if it works for everyone with no like anomalies, then he introduces it to the whole crowd and says, these guys have been doing this. They've done it for four months and it worked really well. You should try it. I think that's really cool. Trial and error, right? Yeah. But instead of just um, saying like me saying, hey, I'm doing this thing and it's working. And then he goes, OK, hey, everyone do this thing this guy's doing like or, you know, like only accepting information off certain people. I think it's a good way of, you know, like kind of testing the data, I guess. I, I've never seen a bad piece of information put out by Chris Cooper. And I actually think his website is awesome for someone looking to open up their own affiliate. Everything you need is right there from what I've seen. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a cool guy. Um. But as far as meshing everything together, my, my ecosystem at my gym of the 150 to 200, I felt like it marketed itself. So where someone like that would say it's scary, you, know, you put up pictures of so-and-so doing 30 muscle-ups mm. or cleaning however much weight, and it's like, oh, that's intimidating. The marketing comes from the members who are working out with those people. Mm. They'll, they'll bring in their buddy and say, no, it's not really like that. You got to try it out because it's all about then – grooming the coaches, creating the atmosphere for everyone to feel comfortable the second that they're in there. And you want to make it so comfortable and so awesome that they want to bring people into that atmosphere. And then it just churns and burns at that point. Yeah. That's that's what I saw up until fucking COVID. <laughs> and is that is it co is COVID why you got out? Large part, yes. It's it's okay. a huge part to do with it. Yeah. I, I I the best way that I can put it is I can no longer deal with the opposing sides. Uh, you, you sit there and half the place is telling you that you should be masking everybody or you're going to kill okay. everybody. And then the other half is saying, if you mask us, what the hell is wrong with you? Have you not read anything? It's like, I just want to work out guys. And I just want you to work out like what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's the same. Like it's the same in teaching in a way where like the parents are the hardest part of the, like the other adults are the hardest part of the job. Like the kids can be tricky, but like, man, getting an email or something from a parent, you're just like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and it's always just like, why don't you just go for a walk before you send this email? Like, or why didn't you just like vent a bit more to someone else and then not send the email at all? Like, you know, it's, yeah, the it's hard. God, I think as well, the thing is, and I'm sure it was the same for those members who are saying on both of those sides, like they probably think the other side doesn't exist or that it's the smallest minority. So that like, you know, well, obviously everybody thinks the way I feel about this. So ergo, that should be what's done. And, you know, it's a hard, hard one to break, I guess. It's very similar to politics. And in that sense, like, I don't think anybody knows in the world 
what my political side is if i even have one and mm. apparently that also becomes an issue at a certain point like not having a side Be, yeah and being i'm like guys i don't give a, i don't give a shit like just let me like live all right i'm gonna go live in a freaking cabin in the woods and no one can tell me what to do and all yeah. i want is food and water and exercise like what's wrong with that it's like well you gotta care about this and you got, like no i don't leave me alone <laughs> That also happened yeah. with COVID. It's like if you're if you didn't have an opinion, then all of a sudden you were also at in danger of for whatever the hell. It was it was yeah. not fun. Yeah, I got so I had like um Jordan Syed on last well this week now, like yesterday. And I got like a good few messages off people saying, Why did you have him on? He hates CrossFit. <laughs> I was like I couldn't give a fuck. Like I don't, I don't give a shit what he likes or doesn't like. It was a good conversation. I enjoyed his company. Like you know, and I gave him opportunity to say, like I said, oh, have you ever done CrossFit? And he's like, no, I haven't. And then I was like, oh, you should. Where do you live? And he's like, Dallas. And I was like, oh, go to Chase's place. Go down to Big D. Um, and I sent him like the location, like on Instagram or whatever. And like he was like, oh, cool. Like he, you know, he's polite about it or whatever. Like he had ample opportunities there to be like, no, Cross is a piece of shit, or, or like <laughs> you know, like spew on it. And if he did, I'd probably been like, yeah, I'm just gonna like exit out of this conversation. But like he didn't say anything. He was polite about it. So like, and I, I, it's just funny that it was like, I was like, oh, here's Jordan Syatt, and people were like, but he hates CrossFit, and it's like, right, um, what am I doing with that information? You know, it's just like that isn't. I don't know what I'm. It's just, I don't know. It's like, I'm like, I don't judge the people for sending me the message, but it's just kind of like, what, what do we just not talk to anyone at all ever who has an opposing view then who thinks differently? You just say like, you know, oh, they don't exist. And you know, it's just, I don't know. It's odd. The messages received are always interesting to say the least. And you, you like to read them and you like to filter it. Maybe it's the best way to put it. I'm assuming that's what you were doing as well. Like you, they're always in the back of your head and there's always like a pooling of information. It's like some pulls you this way, some pulls you that way. Yeah. That's like I'm not, I appreciate the messages being sent. I'm not against the people that sent it. And they've also in the past have sent like glowing messages about other stuff. And I appreciate them the same, but I remember, and I've talked about this before in another show, but like you, you, there's a guy like uh, blind boy does a podcast here. And, um, he said that you have to take compliments and insults the same. So he's like, if you're walking down the uh, river bank and you meet a dog, the dog is a compliment. So he's like, you pet the dog and then you let the dog go on its way. He's like, cause if you bring the dog home, now you've stolen someone's dog. So he's like, you can't bring, and you're going to get in trouble and you're going to like, trouble is going to follow you then because you've stolen a pet belonging to someone else. And he was like, an insult is like people on the opposite side of the river throwing rocks at you. He's like, you don't hang around. Like, you don't stand there and say, like, put your arms out and say, okay, hit me in my stomach or whatever. Like, you move on. He's like, either way, you just move on. You you acknowledge the insults, you move on. You acknowledge the compliments, you move on. You don't dwell on either. Or you're going to get hit by a rock or you're going to steal a dog. Now, what happens when you stand on that side of the river and you just love the rocks? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like bring on the fucking rocks you take out your catcher's mitt well you see the thing is if you stand there long enough and getting hit by the rocks people will stop and watch and i mean that's what you want so maybe that's why i'm doing what i'm doing because <laughs> they just keep on throwing rocks and i'm just i'm just sucking them in i like that you, freaking super smash brothers character <laughs> if you put up a video um obviously it depends um on the subject matter or whatever but like on average how many comments would you get in a video roughly like uh average right now is probably about 80. I had to and guess. on average how many on an instagram post <clears throat> well now it's the past couple have been quite lengthy but upwards of 100 to 200. 
and an Instagram and post. What's the split of, say, percentage-wise, again, roughly, of you're a fucking bully and a dickhead and you're the man? <laughs> you know what? Interestingly enough, that's why I said I want the rocks because I don't get enough of the you're a dickheads. Really? I No. Uh, I would say 95% of them are praising. Wow. On, on either. Uh, Instagram would probably be more like 75%, 75, 25, but YouTube, I would say, because I, if you watch the videos, you know what I'm trying to say, as you said, like you delve into it a little bit, you know, what's going on. That's why I think most of it is good. And then the, the, actually the biggest negative I've ever had was that one with the three athletes on workout number five for the semifinals on the master's side, I had maybe seven comments on there that were negative and they all appear to be in close relation to the athlete I addressed oh, okay, in that video. Yeah. And at which point I don't blame him. But then I also then felt the need to make a follow-up video, which I did, saying, all right, guys, here, I'm going to take a second look at it. This is what you asked for. This might not be what you wanted to see, but here's yeah. some more. <laughs> you asked uh, but I put, um, like, yeah, throw them at me. If, and if I'm wrong, like, I'd like to say that I'm wrong as well. I just didn't think I was wrong. <laughs> uh, your fiancé was at Granite Games, wasn't she? No, no. Um, at Granite Games, competing. Yeah. Or no, no she was not competing. Not this year. Yeah. No. Nope. I mean, I don't know why I'm dwelling on it. She, 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 she's she's been at <laughs> she's she's been at Wadapalooza. Okay. She's she, in. Is but, she an innovative athlete or? Does she yes. Does? I've seen her with. She works at like Fury Photography. Oh, a little bit, she? yeah. Uh, and and she was the last time she was at Granite Games. She would have been there the year that I competed last. And I think the last year I competed at Granite Games was 2019, maybe okay. 2020, if there was a year there. But she's competed herself at Wadapalooza a handful of years, at least two. And then I know she was working with Innovate at the booth last year. All right, okay. okay. And perhaps that might be no, where you know her from. I think I've just seen her on Fury's um, yeah. page. Like Fury's, Fury's the man. He yeah, stayed with good. us a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> Renato, yeah, he's been on the show. He's cool. Um, what about like? Cause she like, I'm just curious. Has she copped any shit? Like, has she had any <laughs> messages or anybody being like, "Your fiance is a dick," or you know? Because she's obviously there's because like say like Danny Spiegel has been like, and I'm putting the, putting this in air quotes, <laughs> but like the victim of some videos. So like, th- she's an innovative athlete or was or is and. So is your fiance. So like, is there any, like, hey, can you ask him to just stop doing that? Uh-huh. <laughs> really? I, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I say? Uh-uh. <laughs> no. And I, like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, what is that? I'm not fucking leaving that Jordan Belfort thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah, fucking yeah. leaving. But has your, wow. Oh, yeah, okay, you'll be sweating again. <laughs> and is your, hey, hey, like, cool, hey, cool out with the, not not her it, it, she never tells me to do shit she's like do whatever you need to do yeah but that's what people ask, yeah. re- when people reach out to her she's gonna let me know yeah, that yeah people have reached out to her and then we have like our our own little inner workings of that usually it's a laugh i would say 99 yeah. percent of the time it's a laugh <laughs> yeah yeah um i'm not fucking leaving <laughs> yeah that's interesting I got the video made. That took me five hours to make. What do you want to do? Not post it? Are you kidding? Yeah, just edit out the name. <laughs> um, so, okay. That's interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Fuck. That's, that's throwing me now. I kind of was expecting like a flat no to that. So that's interesting. Um, wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you didn't think anybody would say anything to her? 
Yeah, I just kind of like I just kind of assumed. Well, I kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not saying it's as it's probably not as aggressive as you're thinking, but there have been no, instances but... where it's like cool out or can you yeah. have him chill out? And yeah, then yeah. It, that that makes me go harder, dude. It's like the rocks, like throw the rocks, and it's just I don't know. It might just, it turns into wood, and I get going. <laughs> yeah, one thing like that I I'm fearful of. I think, um, is like you know so. I think that the place that the the videos that you make is coming from is like a place of fairness and a place of like. It, you know, it can't be one rule for thee and one rule for me. It has to be the same rule for everyone. So it has to be if, like, mayhem are the pinnacle of, like, team fitness, but they're not squatting deep enough, then that's not fair. So just because they're famous doesn't... And I'm not saying that they are, but just because they're famous doesn't I, yeah, mean I understand. that yep, they, yep, they yep. get away with it. Or, say, like, most recently, we've had that scenario where uh, Team Nordic lost a member because they weren't... but then like and can porter has talked about this himself like the duplicity of it that like he was allowed to move to move to iceland because they could all afford to make it happen whereas this guy couldn't live like an hour and a half away um and then the the judging standards and stuff as well that like there need that something needs to change basically i think everybody kind of agrees that something needs to change but i suppose uh it's how much they care about it needing to change like i think if you ask anybody they'll say yeah we should probably improve that but then you say okay and what when what's the timeline for that or what does that look like or whatever it's like well you know things are fluid and whatever um but like say when you so the, the a lot of people would have become aware of you by virtue of the bat emoji on posts and comments and stuff Yes, and there's a there's a thing on the internet that I don't like, and it's like mob mob yeah. mentality. It's like a a an so there, there's now. Let me preface this: there are people who care the same way you care, and who care that things aren't always fair, and who care to make it more fair. And this is their way of doing that, of getting involved. And then there's people who are like, yeah, fuck that guy. And like, just use it as a thinly veiled opportunity to just scattergun people. It's basically kind of people that I originally thought you were like. See this as an opportunity to be like, hey, fuck, I can, I, this is a way for me to funnel all my hate towards like these, these athletes that I don't like. And now I have this like perfect excuse to be like i can bully them but i can say it's not bullying because i'm doing what he's doing when in reality they're not really doing it is that anything that you're kind of cautious of shit yes um <clears throat> and you know what i i've had a couple instances with the ones that come to mind of the royce dunn uh he was pretty vocal on a chat about me and i'm assuming he came from a certain avenue that you were which is yeah you didn't know where i was coming from uh, he looked into a couple of videos. I made a video on him, which he thought was good. Yeah, like, he, he thought like he, a he, he, fairness. I tried, <laughs> and then I think he also liked it. And since we've been on good terms, he shared it in his story. Think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, it's all good. And then I remember the first instance, one of the rogue Turkish getup thing. Everyone's like, "That's not Turkish getup. Fuck you." So I tried to turn the tide on the people who were using the bad emoji the wrong way. And I'm like, guys, it doesn't matter what you think is right. It's what's actually right. It's like, yeah. it doesn't, and like, that's all we're trying to do is this is the way. 
and this is the way that it should be done. I'm not trying to speak my opinions into existence. Yeah, it's like this and is I, the I standard be very... that CrossFit Games has set, so that we'll stick to that standard. Yeah. And in that case, it was the standard that Rogue Fitness had set. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you don't know why they're doing it, but it is the way that they're doing it. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you think that they should bring a freaking Turkish get up all the way down. It's it's, it's very circuit day. Uh, before Greg Glassman, you don't squat below parallel. And yeah. Greg Glassman comes around, you squat below parallel. Why? lots of research and now anecdotal evidence showing that it's more beneficial and everything they were saying was a bunch of hogwash does rogue fitness have that with its video who knows but it's what they're doing so listen to them (laughs) yeah so now what i'm getting at is everything that i do and everything that i say is very very careful because i don't want to like turn the top the other day I put up a story of my fiance. She worked very hard on an Instagram post. I was like, Hey guys, if you go like this, that'd be very cool. And it got like a thousand likes. And I'm like, wow, that's very cool that I had the, and it's also very scary because it's like, Hey guys, this would be awesome. Share my fiance, some love a thousand people. Like I'm like, Oh fuck. Just like that. (laughs) Uh, Same thing with like calling out these repetitions. I got to be very careful that I'm not, I I don't want to be a bully. I just want, everybody to be held the same way i hope that answers your question yeah no it does because very very careful i spoke to um neil laverty he's like a coach he coached 80 20 team that got through at strength and depth and he used to coach um i think he coached emma mcquade for a while and he coached like pd savage and mickey smith when he was at the games and he he was saying so you came up in conversation and we were talking about you. You came up in conversation a lot over the weekend, actually. I think it's because I knew I was going to be talking to you this week. So I hung out with Khan a good bit. And we were talking about you a bit. And he had lots of nice things to say. Um, Thank God. But uh, Neil was like, I kind of think Neil was in the same frame of mind I was originally. And then when I was talking, he was kind of like receptive, being like, okay, yeah. But I think understandably he has his guard up because do you remember like oh was I'm it sure 20 the 2020 <laughs> games with the burpees over bar maybe it was the open that year and emma mcquade got like the the highest score she got like the she won that workout i uh-huh. think it was the open in 2020 or maybe 2019 i'm not sure uh-huh. um it was either the open in 2020 or it was the online stage one of 2020 maybe but there was like something what was, what was the repercussion did she get a penalty like she did the workout and then redid the workout and did it faster. So she did the workout, got called out for it. I think it was the way she stepped, she jumped over the bar. She was in a garage, right? Wasn't it yeah, her yeah, and her yeah. husband in the garage? I do remember this. Yeah, it was in her like uh, gym or whatever at home. Yep. Um, so that's why I think it was COVID times because she did most of them in boundary and 8020. So that would have been 2020. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember the specifics and if I'm getting this wrong, I'm just getting it wrong. Well, what was the what was the the meaning behind it? So this guy was hesitant because but he was of saying this. he was saying that he was like he was saying that he's not very active in social media in general. Just like he has he follows people but has no followers or no he has followers but doesn't follow anyone and doesn't post anything and you know he's just on it. And he was saying that the only time he's ever interjected was that time because he was like she was getting so many abusive messages off people saying like that she's cheating and that she's you know all this kind of stuff and he put out a thing saying like and he i think he was conscious of making it sound like the brooke wells thing but he was like she has the reps 
like she's good for the reps, whether you think she's doing a two foot takeoff or almost a two foot takeoff or whatever, she's capable of doing what she's doing and she's capable of that level of fitness. So back the fuck off. And I think, you know, she appreciated him stepping in or whatever, because it's so rare that he says anything um, on social media. I mean, but it got me thinking of like, if you like, you mentioned that power, you didn't say the word power, but it is power to say, Hey, can you go and like this? Like, I, I believe that if you said on your story, Hey, can everyone go and follow my page? I'd be fairly confident I'd get a good few followers out of it. And that's power. Like to be able to a call to action like that, that's actually answered is power, especially in social media nowadays. Hey, if we're talking Batman movies, you've seen them all, right? You know, Christian Bale and Bane's like, do you think that money gives you power here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but there's also the flip side of that where people assume there's a call to action, where people hear or hear something or read something that isn't actually there. So they see you saying, Danny Spiegel did this or Catherine Davis daughter didn't lock out her deadlifts. That's probably the most recent high profile example, right? Which he didn't. And you could fucking see it from the far side of the floor. Like I was down the very back and I was like, Oh God, like immediately I was like, man, Hiller's going to make a field out of this. <laughs> um, but then and I'll also qualify something I said on my own page. I said, someone asked me about it. like, how bad was it? And I was like, oh, it was really fucking bad. I could see it. Are you talking the about the deadlifts the or are you talking about the burpees? The both? deadlifts. Okay. The deadlifts. I was like, I yeah. could see it from where I was. Like, and I wasn't even in line or like hers. I was way behind her and I could see she wasn't standing up. But I said, it, I was like, the, the head judge or the judge should have stepped in. And I got messages since saying the head judge did step in. And that's why they were better at the end than they were at the start. And I also was told that the head judge, which this seems so fucking stupid. So the head judge can step in. But the way that they step in is they like linger. So they like stand around. So then the judge in question needs to have the experience to know oh fuck the head judge is beside me and not moving away i'm obviously doing something wrong here what am i doing wrong and then has to go through all the things they could be doing wrong and fix the thing they're doing wrong and apparently then if that doesn't work i was like the head judge should be like get the fuck out of the way and lock out you know i push the judge out of the way and tell the athlete to lock out or to go deeper or to do whatever and then just stay there and fuck the rest of them if the rest of them are okay let them off and there should be a second head judge who can then step in and say like you know because there's bound to be two fucking people there that can do the same job um but anyway i had assumed nobody stepped in apparently someone did and i just wanted to clear that up but when you put up a video like that and you have the power that you have and obviously there's people with more power and i'm not saying that you're like you know most high or whatever but if you can say to people hey go and like my fiance's page or this post and a thousand people do it if you put up a video saying hey uh Catherine Davis daughter needs to do better and her judge needs to do better my fear with something like that is that if a thousand people see you saying do this and they go and do it 500 people might see you saying that and say I'm going to message her or I'm going to find that judge and I'm going to message him and I think like that's what I'm afraid of when I see that kind of power and huh. then the people that are the people that are waiting for a reason or now you tell for, me this is CrossFit better off never saying anything ever about anything? No, no that's because not what that's, I'm saying. that's the flip side. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying it's. I know, it's I know, like, but I'm just saying that that's another option. Is that nothing yeah, happens a, ever, and then everything just goes wherever the fuck it was gonna go. It's a fear I have. I think that there's just there's that underbelly that are waiting. I mean, I, I'm sure you've done things in your life where like things are scary, right? Yeah. Uh, for example, I already brought up and I can use this, but me going to that CrossFit gym 
it was I'm a scary frowning. thing for me because sorry it's saying, saying frowning. oh no no oh no at that point in time i'd gone to the same gym i was a bodybuilding power lifter that was my thing yeah. and i was very comfortable doing what i was doing and it was scary for me to dive into the crossfit world no matter how excited i was to do it i had to go do it and leaving the affiliate that was a very scary thing for me and i'm like i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do like i just told you like i didn't take college very seriously and i didn't learn fucking anything what am i gonna do i'm an exercise guy i'm not gonna have an affiliate anymore i guess i can train people so i built out the garage but that was scary and every single time i put something on the internet it's scary Mm. (laughs) and every single time i understand that when i've done things that are scary many people might not want to do that but it's almost like something where i've put some pressure on myself to continue doing those things and i I feel like crossfit needs to step up to that pressure and they have to start saying some things about the way things have been going because they don't do anything They, they don't they don't have a stance they don't put themselves out there they don't stick their necks out and that's something that they used to do and I, I, I kind of cut you off there, but does that give you a no, sense about yeah, no, like how, I, how I go about these things? Yeah, no, I guess. I, not once have I ever clicked the, the the list button or the make this video public button and been like, this is going to be good. I'm usually like, oh, fuck. Did I say anything in there that's going to kill me? <laughs> Am I getting yeah. canceled today? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And, like, and I think, like you, like you said, there's basically risk attributed to everything, but you hope that the, you know, that the power that you wield or whatever, that the vast majority of people who would answer a call to action know that this isn't a call to action. You're just did saying, you know, did you see the video said. I put up with a guy doing Murph? Oh yeah. The he's like a PT guy or he's like not a CrossFitter. I can't remember what he is, but yeah, I had that sent to me and that would probably have to be the closest I've come to not wanting to have done something that I've done because he deleted his Instagram. And I don't think it's up there anymore. And I was like, okay, maybe this guy was just doing it. But then I remember there are 10 separate slides on that post and he wasn't doing it the way he was supposed to be doing it. Like if you want to go do Murph, you do Murph, you do it with a couple of buddies, you hold yourself accountable, you run the mile. It doesn't matter how slow you do the pull-ups. It doesn't matter how slow, but you do the reps, you do the work, you do it for Michael Murphy, the lone survivor, that entire story. We all know it. And he has 10 slides up on that Instagram post showing him from different angles, doing different things. And you show that his like month progression into it. And when people do things for the wrong reasons, that's when I don't any longer feel bad about doing the things that I do. Cause I feel, mm. I really feel like I'm doing things for the right reasons. Mm. And I hope that gives you a little bit more insight into hopefully not mismanaging the power yeah no i think while he did it he i i hope that he's not like doing anything bad over there like behind his instagram i hope he was just like oh wow that was stupid i'm never gonna yeah but i hope he still works out i hope he's still healthy i just hope he does it for the right reasons like do you understand now after you were just torched on the internet why you should be doing murph Catherine, do you understand now why you should be touching your fucking chest to the ground on your burpees and saying you're an example for every single little girl that's going to watch you doing CrossFit? That's the thing. It's like there's going to be some girl somewhere wearing a David's Daughter shirt from when you won the games in 2016 being like, oh, this is what you do now? Like (laughs) Danny Spiegel, people like you, almost a million followers on the internet. Same thing. Little girls everywhere. It's like she didn't touch her chest to the ground on those burpees. 
and there's a half naked picture of you over there. And there's another one of you over there. It's like, okay, that's, that's what we're going to do. And I mean, if, I don't know anything about that, but it's just like, these are the role models. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about like, say I have, um, I remember hearing Fraser, I can't remember if it's in his book or in an interview, but I remember hearing Fraser talk about how he'd go, I think it was that kettlebell workout in 2019 with the rower and the kettlebell push press. Was that 2019? That was um, 2019, yeah, second cut. And I remember him saying how he went out and he asked his judge, he basically said to his judge, is this a rep? Like he basically asked, like he, he found what the line was. So he found what was deemed acceptable. And then that was his line that he took. Now it fucking backfired on him because he ended up like he got no rep. Like he obviously went too close to the line. But like, what about people who do that? What about people who say, who like go out to their judge and, you know, a professional athlete knows how deep a thruster needs to be. Like they know what a thruster is or they know mm -hmm. what lockout is. But what about the athletes who go out and do and say to the judge, is this okay? And they're like just on parallel and the judge says, yes, that's fine. Like is, is the blame there with, cause obviously like say I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking of soccer again, where people in inverted commas cheat in soccer, where they feel contact and they go down to win a free kick or to win a penalty or whatever. Could they have stayed in their feet? Absolutely. They could have, but it's game management. It's like, Oh, I'm going to, Oh, someone just pushed me in the back and they'll like fall over because it buys their team a minute because they have a free kick or it gets them a goal opportunity because they get a penalty. And like in soccer, like that's okay. People sometimes don't like people on uh, like, if it's the opposition team, you definitely don't like it. You get pissed off and you're like, this is fucking bullshit or whatever. Like, in soccer, referees make mistakes all the time. They send off someone and it gets retracted the next week or they give somebody a yellow card, they give the free kick the wrong way or whatever. So when you transfer that over to CrossFit and you have athletes who are like, what's the line? And it's like, okay, I'm going to go as close as I can to that line without crossing it. Or you have judges who make the wrong call. Like, how, how, where, where's the line of like, say for you, where do you think the line should be for the sport of CrossFit to be like, no, no, that's not okay, but this much of a kind of a blur is okay or is it like no zero tolerance drawing the correlation between other sports almost <clears throat> always kind of irks me right <laughs> um because we're not trying to be like other sports uh where where how can i attack this and i mean the closest thing would be like balls and strikes in baseball and i would say most of the time they're close but also some of the time they could go either way. It's hard. It is hard. Uh, it's like, you, it's, you are it's human error. It. Like human error is the, what you're looking the issue, at. But you're also looking the, at someone exploiting the fact that there could be human error. Like someone who's like, now well, here's the thing. If, you, if you're in a baseball game, it's not the batter who's trying to exploit anything. They're just hmm. standing there and they're hoping that the right call is made. And if they're yeah. not, then they get thrown out. Yeah. Um, in soccer, I guess you could also be hoping the right call gets made. And I guess it would be our job to make sure that the right call is made. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that, that I made a video, I think it was either, it was the Katrin video. And I put the 300 clip in there. It's like, what is your profession? Oh, oh, you know, you've, have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. The Spartans. And it's like, what's your profession? I'm a baker. I'm a potter. It's like, well, 
that's what we've got right now. We've got a bunch of Greeks. We've got a bunch of bakers and potters, and they're standing over there, and they're trying to turn down Catherine David's daughter. And what you need is one of the 300 Spartans standing right there. And yeah. CrossFit needs some sort of an entity that has a traveling group of judges. Maybe you have 60 of them. And you say, I, I put up something on there. It was like per game an MLB umpire makes, I don't know, $4,000 or something like that. And I'm yeah. not saying that that's necessary, but there needs to be something where they're getting trained to then be put on these events and maybe they have lodging and food covered. Yeah. And it's just professional. I see the and thing then, is though, that like say the sport of CrossFit is like from all accounts I've heard is like hemorrhaging money where like that, like all the money is coming from affiliation fees and from stuff like that. Whereas well, like, whose fault is that? No, I'm not saying that it, that it's, it's, I'm not saying like, Oh, poor CrossFit, but I'm just saying like, say at the minute, it's kind of like, it's a tricky one. They've dug themselves into a hole and it's like, I'm thinking of the Simpsons, you know, where it's like, we'll dig our way out. It's like, how, it's how do you, how do you start getting out of a hole? If you're, if your ship's going underwater, I mean, it's either fucked and you're going to let it go or you got to start somewhere and you got to get the bucket and you got to start mm. throwing water out. Right. <laughs> so like say either that say, or they just jump ship and say, fuck it and let someone else start their own thing. But I'm not saying that I think like, it's, I think it's savable start doing or else I wouldn't something. be. No, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I um, don't know. So if you, uh, we'll say you're starting, uh, we'll say like strength and death, right? We'll say you take over strength and death and you've got the UK. So you've got, there's, there's a big judging pool there in the UK and Ireland. There's a big, like there's a decent pool of people. Um, there's a lot of good judges as well. And you could go to, um, so th this is something I thought of the other day, right? So you either have a vetting process whereby, cause I know now the way it works is have you judged before and you fill in a form or whatever and it's like yeah i've judged this 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 and then they say like ah but my friend dan wants to do it and like i'm good friends with him i'll put him in he should probably be in the community one but fuck it like i'll do him a solid and i know that that goes on i think everyone knows that, that goes on and it shouldn't go on but Apologies. to avoid stuff like that happening so one of the things i thought of because i think professionalizing judging is just going to cost too much to do like just like that it's just going to cost way too much money and you're you're also like at the minute you've got volunteers so the problem is if you say to the volunteers for say strength and depth it's on in june okay in may we need you all to come to a training day and it's like right now i have to give up another fucking weekend to go to this and like you know i'm now that's that's twice now i'm doing that or you have the organizer has to go to other competitions and like watch the judges and poach and say like approach people and say oh, okay i want that person that person that person that do person. you want to be taken seriously is the answer to what you're getting at yeah because the answer is they do want or i am assuming they want to be taken seriously and at which yeah. point you do that and you do that and you do it all in my opinion yeah. and if you're hemorrhaging money find some <laughs> yeah. you get uh f figure it the fuck out like, yeah, I kind everyone, of everyone, good... you've, you've had a decade to do it. I've said that in a video. It's like you've had yeah. 10 years to help figure it out. It's like, how long can you just expect to get free labor? But and, you're and surely still someone move up and up. Like say the CrossFit Games is on in Madison, right? Mm -hmm. They can surely say to all of the people at the semifinals, there's surely a, oh, look at your dog. There's surely like a, a, a person they could talk to at each event and say, who are your best four judges? Who would you pick to judge a final? If you had a final now tomorrow, who would you pick? Send me those names and details. And then just do that for all the semifinals that were on. And then they get picked. 
to, you know, like that, do it in the same way that you qualify for the games as an athlete, you qualify for the games as a judge. Um, or else what they seem to be doing is using level one staff for the judges at the games, more or less, which is, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. To, like, yeah, you know, they people know, say that's a bad idea, but I've never seen bad judging calls of the games. Not like this. No. And it's also funny watching the games and being like, Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> with <laughs> the exception of a uh, like the Camille debacle. I know I always had to like throw that out there. Someone's going to say, but don't you remember Camille strict press in 2018? It's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Most of the yeah. time it's been better. And yeah, well, you Savannah, know that Savannah guy. got like his best piece of content ever from Camille. So and he, I think that, I think he said that himself <laughs> or she's all angry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like that was the only, the, the two scenarios I thought of were that they approach. So like say Ollie that runs strength and death could approach, um, Darina who runs, runs filthy 150 in Dublin and could approach whoever runs like Castle Games or Arnold Strength or whatever and say who were your best five judges last year like, can I have their name and email and then email them and say hey you were recommended to me by such and such would you be interested in doing this we're going to have a training day on this weekend come down and then you know that you're getting people who actually give a shit and you're not just getting someone who's going to be like cool training day strength death and then go for the free sandwiches or whatever not listen that to sounds like a, that sounds care. like a pretty decent vetting process i like it yeah anyway, that's my input. no i think that that's a great idea uh they can do the same thing in the, the north american re continents regions and yeah. i think i i really think that and of course my opinion it's always my opinion crossfit has to just do more yeah and and if I always just say it doesn't seem like they're doing anything. And you're, you're, you're currently, from what it sounds like your idea was, putting it upon the event organizers, right? Yeah. Uh, CrossFit needs an organization of judges. And sure, maybe they can hire somebody to put them into the position that you're speaking of to then grab a field of people underneath them. But it's like, here's the top of the business, and you structure it on down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably not and not an... Who's your head judge? It was Adrian Bosman. Maybe he oversees four mm. or five judges on the various continents, and then they oversee five. Like to 10 the people. like the affiliate managers, like the country reps, except for oh. judges. Exactly. Yeah. Pay them. Figure it out. Get get some uh, get some systems in place. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, have good. to be anything crazy. And if and I suppose if there aren't any systems in place, then uh, fuck it and put everything online, and then do your job online that they don't do either. I just put out a video on that which I think could be the downfall of CrossFit, by the way. The video I just put out. <laughs> oh, that was I, the one I, with uh, CrossFit didn't learn anything, that one, is it? Yeah, it's. I don't know how well to do. but yeah, I, and I, 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 was, I saw it coming up, but I didn't have time to watch it yet. It's, yeah, the, the, the gist of it is is they, they had their final chance this year to make the right call, and they didn't even check the workout. <laughs> Amazing. So, so there are currently athletes at the games with an un- like looked at workout, a, a workout that wasn't judged on CrossFit's end. It's very apparent through the couple of videos I've made that they didn't even look at them. The wall balls were very obviously not repetitions and they just let it go. And now there's athletes at the games. Are they supposed to be there? We don't know because they did not filter the fucking leaderboard. You got 26,000 views. I said, fucking hell. Isn't that wild? I, I, I said that at the beginning of the video. I'm like, yeah. guys, I just, ho I just hovered the mouse and it started playing and I was reading the captions. <laughs> I'm like this is getting dangerous like oh shit 26,000 um okay I'm conscious of the time um I'm good I, we, we started early so if you got time I got time yeah my wife is drying her hair and my kids are asleep so I got time 
Um, semi-finals. What was the best programmed semi-final in your opinion? Copa Sur. How so? What I made a video out? on it. Uh, all right. <clears throat> I, I've spoken to a couple of people about this. And if anything, I think that that event was missing a longer time domain CrossFit style workout. And if anything, I think that they're missing that workout because CrossFit gave them two workouts they had to do. One of which was the lift. The other of which was four minutes Broke or less time. for most people, mm-hmm. five minutes or less for just about all people. There's two short time domain workouts. And uh, the thing that I think that they did better than all of the others is they somehow did the Pat Sherwood linchpin style where they made the fitness tests devastating while make them easy to understand and fun to look at. You could look at it and know what the objective was. It's like, okay, this is the test. And the thing that I think most of the semifinals did wrong is they over-programmed the shit out of the workouts to the point where we're in an age where I think that my 10 minute videos are possibly too long for just about anybody to watch. It's why oh, reels man. are important. That's why Athos TikTok games is important. That Athos Would, Games workout. Why? Which? Who? The one with 100 wall balls. 100, I was like, come on. Like, if you're talking about that you want to make it exciting for the fans and a spectacle, I, who the fuck wants to sit and watch 100 wall balls? So did you say that, and I just told you earlier in this podcast that I watched all of them, that's one that I could not watch the whole thing of. Like, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, 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 I clicked on to certain points, and I wanted to see where athletes were at certain points. Yeah. And I think I watched... 95% of all of it. And if I were to have missed a good portion of a workout, it, it would have been that one because it's so yeah. fucking boring. But I and think like, well, it you, can be boring. Have... Like you remember triple three or regionals, right? It's like yeah, the, yeah. the double unders the... and it's necessary for a fitness test, but also you look at it and you understand that one. You can't even understand it when you look at it. It's just a bunch of bullshit thrown into yeah. a fucking blender. Oh, it's the hopper, Andrew. It's CrossFit. It's like, fuck <laughs> you with your, <laughs> The hopper is fine if it's 10 reps. <laughs> the hopper is fine if it's like short. And But the thing as well is like, so I was talking to someone and I was like, oh, I, I kind of reckon next year will just be like, okay, yeah, you've got your semifinals, but like we're doing, we're doing the back end stuff. So here's the workouts. Um, and I, I think that seems to be where it's headed. And I interviewed Justin Berg, like kind of briefly a couple of times at Strength and Death. And he kept talking about plans he fucking loves semifinals and he kept talking about plans for like 2023 and beyond. Um, why does he love semifinals? I, he's uh, like, I don't because they're fucking him. free. Is that well, why he I loves think semifinals? He more or less said that he thinks that the event organizers, I, I, he's, I think he's coming on again. So I'll ask him properly, but from memory, ask, ask if he likes to throw the event organizers under the bus. And because they're not sanctioned by CrossFit, then he can do that. <laughs> I know you're not going to ask that. Hey, Hiller was on my podcast and he wants to know if you like semifinals. One, because they're free. And two, because they remove the responsibility from you to do the right thing ever. Well, I think his main thing about it, from like the only thing he said on camera anyway, that I can remember, was that they do a better job of making the link between the local community. That's so fucking bullshit. And the the elite athletes and the spectacle of it, then CrossFit could by say like CrossFit swooping in to London and being like, okay, we're going to put on this event. Strength and depth are like near London, so they have a better finger on the pulse kind of thing. Is what he was saying. Now I'm just repeating what he's saying. I'm not. I know you are. I, I know you are. And I'm. I don't know if it's getting hotter in here. Or if I'm getting <laughs> like that bad. I, I took off my freaking bandage. You want to see what my elbow looks like? There it is. Oh wow. Yeah, it was getting hot. It was like sweaty, and I, I guess I can take it off. But 
I was watching 2018 regionals the other night, um, of which I was a part of, and I, of which I remember that I had from my affiliate, no less than 30 members come down to Tennessee, which is a seven hour drive. All right. Now this is me. This is my team. This is my affiliate, 30 people. And that is about how many people it looked were at the syndicate crown. Yeah. And now there are also individual athletes, all of which went from various gyms and whatnot. And usually they were affiliate owners and the, the connect. I, I don't know what the fuck he thinks he sees that he, he didn't possibly see back in the days that there were regionals. Now, what I will say is there was two guys doing media from the States who were at syndicate Mac and granite games and they were at the Friday. So Friday's usually shit at the events because people are at work and blah, blah. And Correct. they were at the Friday and at like five o'clock on the Friday, one of them turned to me and was like, fuck, this is lit compared to what we saw in the States. Like it, and it was, so it's, it's, it's different. It's different in the European region or the, Wait, the semifinals then. Like Lowlands was kind of, it, it looked very different. Yes. But Sid was fucking rammed and loud as fuck. But I was saying one of the reasons that it's so loud, like you say that you, you, you went down and there was 30 people went with your affiliate or whatever. Um, one of the things that happens, I think in the States is you could have an athlete from Florida go to syndicate and people from Tennessee will be like, fuck it. I'll go to this event and they'll see the person from Florida. Be like, who the fuck is that? Whereas you go to an event in London and you have an athlete from Liverpool and people from London couldn't give a fuck that they're not from London. They're just happy that they're from the same country that they are because it's smaller and a smaller community and everything like the fucking noise when Reggie Fassa <laughs> was crossing the line and he's from way up North and like, you know, it'd be like Florida and California, not the same like distance, but like that far away, you know, like culturally we'll say, and they fucking loved him because it's UK, it's UK athlete. So they just went crazy. Same so as saying, Holland. If anything, it's a difference between nationalities. I think it's just because America is so vast, it kind of gets to the point where like each state is its own entity and there's less ownership of like, like you're not going to give a, like you don't, you wouldn't give a fuck if there's an athlete from Alaska because it's fucking miles away. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Whereas if there's someone from your own state, you'll keep a closer eye because they're yours. Whereas I think in the UK, like the UK athletes are loved by everyone in the UK, unless there's someone like, oh, fucking hit that guy. But you know what I mean? Like they, they kind of envelop them as their own. And it's the same, like there's Irish athletes. Emma McQuaid is fucking miles away from where I live, but like she's Irish. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's kind of like, whereas you, you someone not from your state, you're like, meh, couldn't really give a shit. Like, whereas I think when the, the smaller the country is, the more like vehement the support is from the general fan base, regardless of where they're from. So this is all, parlaying off of the Justin Berg statement and how your buddy was there on a Friday and said that it was lit. Correct. Yeah. And and then I guess you're just, I, I would like to see like where you were coming from with all of that, because well, my thing on the Justin Berg thing is I think he might have had a skewed understanding of what semifinals are if he was basing it all on strength and depth. Cause I think strength and depth was that, pretty, that's awesome. what I wanted to know. I want to know where you were coming from with all that. Yeah. Because... And I think, I think it's very different in Europe and, and I think like, like Europe is just behind the U S like, you know, where like, uh, what would you call it? Like up until recently, we've been a bit of a fetus compared to the toddler of CrossFit in the U S. Do you know what I mean? We're just kind of lagging behind a bit and we're playing catch up a bit. Um, so I think like, 
Do you think CrossFit's a toddler in the U.S. or do you think it's like a Benjamin Button? <laughs> it's like it was just way ahead of its time, and all of a sudden, it's working its way back into the stroller. <laughs> you, you don't. You understand? I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, I. I think. Um, no, I think it's just that. I think. I think Europe is smaller. And I, think, I do. I do see what you're talking about with like, like the soccer games that you have over there, the the football games you have over there. Yeah. They're they're packed, hundred thousand people in a stadium. Yeah. And I'll never be able to wrap my mind around that because I'm not a big soccer fan. Like watching well, the white, white ball get hit around. Man United played Man City in some stadium in the states, and I can't remember how many, but I, it was like a stupid amount of people went to see it. Like it was like insane. Like. Yeah, like we'd have matches in in our national stadium for like GAA, and there'd be like seventy thousand people um, watching a ball that you cannot see, like it's hurling. So it's like a stick and a ball, and you cannot see the ball from. You know what I mean? You're like, where is it? <laughs> like you just see everyone look. Oh, you just watch where the players are looking, and you're like, okay, it must be <laughs> over there somewhere. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, yeah, I think I think CrossFit is just in its infancy here and it's still playing catch up and i think maybe we'll get to a point someday where if they're not from your town you couldn't give a shit or if they're not from your county in ireland or your you know like your county and if they're not from fucking yorkshire you couldn't give a shit or if they're not from do you think maybe this do you think maybe they tried to skip a stage because because from what you're saying right now and i i know like nfl nba but you know lebron james right yeah People are LeBron James, not personally, yeah, but you know of him. And there's people everywhere that like like him and will watch him. And it's almost like CrossFit ripped out the affiliate structure that it was built upon, and they jumped into the the world of the Catrins and the Brooke Wells and the Frasers Fronings and those people. Hmm. And they're trying to prop them into the LeBron James light, maybe like a Tiger Woods sort of golf light, while we were still in a stage where we were still learning how to breastfeed. It's like, Oh, no more bottle for you. See you later. Here we go. Yeah. You're, you're out, you're, you're 18. You're working. It's like, uh, <laughs> we're, we're not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, no, it is interesting. And I think, yeah. One thing about Justin though, when I heard him, he was talking to someone else before he was talking to me and it wasn't my conversation. So I'm not going to share what was talked about, but he talked a lot about affiliates, like a lot. And I asked him afterwards, off camera i was like are you ever tempted like you know when that you have those press conferences with like say they had that one with gabby and uh what do you call him gee um and ma are you ever tempted to say hey could you guys just you just talk about the methodology like at some point or could you just mention like affiliates or could you but then it's kind of like it'd be so he said himself he's like it would be so transparent he's like you know like Guy doesn't train at an affiliate, really. He trains in the barn. Now, he didn't say that, but this is what I took from what he said. Mal doesn't train in an affiliate. Like, they did some of the workouts at, I can't remember the name of the gym, but they did. there is a, a gym in Vermont that they go to sometimes. But she doesn't train at an affiliate. She doesn't do affiliate programming. So it would be kind of duplicitous to be like, go and join your local affiliate. It's like, oh, are you there? It's like, well, no, but I mean, I could if I wanted to. Do you know, like it's, it would be, it is kind of hard, but I, I respected the fact that he was like, I'm not going to tell them what to say. And I respected how much he was talking about affiliates himself when it's not really his bag, but like it's where he came from, I guess. I guess I don't have too much input on that. I mean, it's good that he does <laughs> care about the affiliates. <laughs> yeah. I, just uh, I, I would hope so. I mean, it's the most important part of everything we do here. It's what I 
pull all of my uh, in- information from is from my time spent at the helm of the affiliate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really want to talk. I'll tell you after about the conversation I heard. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, okay, best contested semifinal then. It's the most hot contested. contested. As like, in, like, you mean amongst the athletes? Yeah. Which was your favorite one, we'll say, to be like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? God, the easy answer is Granite Games because I was watching after Colton. I, I know Colton, like, relatively close. He's a competitor, like, right over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've known him for a while. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have had to have been Granite Games because it was the only one where you weren't rather sure it was going to happen at the end of it. Yeah. Apart from Will Morad is probably the anomaly outside of that. Where you're kind of yeah, like, well, that one you didn't even know until it was over with. And I've spoken yeah. about that too. Like Will Morad came out of nowhere, won the event, and you're like, all right. And now and now he's in the top five. You're like, okay, that was over. So when you say hotly contested, I kind of yeah, had yeah. The, 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 the proceedings to think, what was Grana, I thinking okay, yeah, during the final can. event? What was I thinking during the events? Yeah. And that one was just like, oh, it's over. Will Morad's in. It's like, oh, yeah. I guess that's cool. <laughs> in Granite all weekend, you were kind of like, well, fuck, it could be any of them. Like, there's like nine people it could be. Did you watch Granite Games last year? Yes. And you know the way it was the same two guys? Oh, yeah. Colton, it, it was uh, Colton and Nick Matthew. Do you, Nick's a do good you, dude, too. Do you remember the announcement last year? Like, of So bad. Oh, my God. Like, I, want, I wanted to rip that guy's dick off. I wanted to just like lie down on the floor and never stand up again. I was like, what is happening? I was talking to someone about that recently, and I... I've like felt sick, real like reliving the moment. But then the same guy was doing it this year, and he did it at Mac and Syndicate, I think, as well. And the three times he did it, he said every time he was announcing who finished, he was like first, second, third, or whatever. And then he's like, "And now we're not going to drag this out." And it's like someone fucking told him, <laughs> like someone's like, "Don't pull that shit you did last year." Like, it's clearly, it's, it's literally he gets the negative feedback. He fixed it. Good for yeah. him. That's all we're oh, trying to man. do here. It was, it was funny though. Um, okay, he'll biggest, never do that again. No, he fucking won't. If he does, I'll send him a curt email. Um, <laughs> biggest shock at semifinals. So this can be anything. So this can be like. Athlete uh, underperforming or something happening or I wish I had my leaderboards pulled up because that gives me a little bit of recollection. But my recency bias is Yonikowski not making it because yeah. I always think he's a top of the leaderboarder. And I was shocked to see that usually I'm always just over the top impressed with his performances, especially at the level of the semifinal regionals. And this year I was underwhelmed. So that, I think that, that outside, a, a recency outside bias. of maybe Willie George. I think oh no! Everybody... I thought I thought Willie was going to dominate, but I uh, know I mean outside of him, I think everybody maybe thought of Yana as London's BKG. That it was just like, oh, he's definitely first or second, you know. Like, and you know, okay, it's like who are the other four? When you heard Yanakoski was there, it's like, right, who are the other four? Do you know, that mm-hmm. was your initial thought, I think. So yeah, that was a big shock. I think as well, I heard an interesting one about Willie. So he obviously had surgery and was like injured and, you know, rehabbing and stuff. And some people said he was finished, but like publicly said he was finished and like didn't hide the fact that they were claiming he was finished and they were at the same event, like in different capacities. Interesting, so, yeah. Yeah. Apparently he was like, we'll fucking see who's finished. So I think I, I reckon, cool. 
I reckon had that not happened, he might have been like top five. Whereas because it had happened, he was like first. You know, as that was like, I think that's that's what the aim was. Willie's a cool good. dude. I, I like Willie. I've emailed him in English and French, and I haven't heard back. Um, <laughs> so okay. well, also, I want to keep on going on that one a little bit. Yeah. You said what was the biggest? What was the original question? The biggest shock. Uh, shock. I don't think there's very much shock in CrossFit ever. And when it happens, there's always like a rationale behind it. It's... The other one would be like Chandler Smith not making it finishing what 13th, 11th or 13th yeah. in Granite Games. I was like, I'm sure that's a shock, but it's also really not a shock. So, so it, it's weird when you ask that question that nothing like really popped out at me. Hmm. It's it's the thing about like I love Chandler Smith. I think he's really cool. I think I'd love I think to I have an entire video set up on Chandler Smith. I'd love I to haven't be friends put together yet. I would like too. Anytime, anytime I hear him on a podcast, anytime I see him, like his persona just seems so engaging, so nice, so good. But like I'm always left like, is he that good at CrossFit? Like, is he like is it is it like a fame bias? Is it like that you're really familiar with the names? So you think, well, he's obviously gonna win or come like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. So and then when he doesn't, it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like there's another there's you know, there's other athletes that, that happens with that are famous. And then when they don't do well, you're like, wait, what? And it's like, you know, just because they're famous doesn't mean that they're in the top, like the top of the top percentage. You know what I mean? I would say unbelievably, usually the two correlate a bit. And I would say maybe I see a lot of people not understanding his performance due to his like stature. Like yeah. he's an imposing figure. Look at him. He looks like a Greek God walking around out there. And I think almost everyone expects for him to do that well because of that. Yeah. Yeah. But usually the two, those two things don't correlate, like looking mm -hmm. the way he looks along with their performance. And you even heard Frazier talk about how he tried to like pudge up a little bit to perform better. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. that's the method for Chandler. It probably is a little of what you're saying, just like the popularity. But I also think that it's a little bit of people looking at him and expecting more just because of the way he looks. Hmm. And because they like him. It's like a will to... And they like him, well. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Off the back of that then. Let's define success, right? For a coach. So I've heard you yeah. talk about... I've heard you talk about Ben Bergeron. What? Um, I would never. <laughs> and... So I spoke to John Singleton, who's an amazing coach, works at the program, owns the program. Cavi McGalla, Jacqueline Dalstrom others um and he said very interestingly he's he's he like savannah needs to have him on he's fucking amazing like he's so intelligent and he's so like you ask him a question and he'll answer it so quickly but so eloquently and he'll explain like he'll go down he'll give a perfect long-winded answer but like an enjoyably long-winded you're not like oh god you're rambling you're like oh fuck i never thought of it that way or whatever so i asked him recently about like pressure and how like Say like Christoph is Laura's brother, is going out with Gabby. He's big. He's like getting famous. Is there a, an expectation of success there just because of who he is? Or he, and then I was like, or like Jacqueline has been to the games. Is there an expectation of success there just because she's been to the games? And he said like, yeah, you have that games thing where it's like you've been to the game once, therefore you're expected to go there all the time. And if you don't go there, that's a failure. Like you failed if you don't go back because you've been there once. Why can't you do it again? What are you doing wrong? And he was like, Christoph is an interesting one. He's like a bit of an anomaly because people do assume because of the name that 
you know, oh, he's obviously amazing. You know, he's obviously going to win because he's Laura's brother and Laura's great. Um, and he said that then you have the rookies coming in and they always throw up shocks because people maybe aren't aware of them. And then they're like, hang on, who the fuck is this guy? Where are they coming from? And, you know, like that there's, that there's that kind of messes with the expectation that people have of like, Jacqueline was at the games. She's going to return to the games. If she doesn't return to the games, it's a failure. But then you have this anomaly coming in who maybe they know is coming. Maybe they're aware of, but fans watching the sport are like, who the fuck is this? Oh, Jacqueline's gone to shit. She didn't qualify. And this person did. And they're nobody. Um, and I was curious. So he said that because of the tears and maths and riches, that winning is success because they're so they're like the winningest people ever. And they just, all they do is win. So if you don't win, you're not successful. So if you finish second, there's now in CrossFit, if you finish second, there's a bit of a, eh, about it because it's like, well, Tia's, <laughs> you know, T is going to win it like six times, seven times, however long she wants to go for. So like, if you're not winning, then are you successful? And I was curious as someone who looks at all those different training houses, you look at Max, a training think tank, you look at, Ben, you look at John Singleton, Yami, um, Justin Cotter, like what it like, does it depend on the athlete? Does it depend on the coach? Does it depend on the training house? Does it depend on the year of what success is? Like it does Justin Cotter walk away from the games and then the other Brandon doesn't podium and thinks, well, that was a failure or that wasn't successful. Does Ben have athletes, you know, one athlete inside the top 10 and think fuck yes that's exactly what we were hoping was going to happen at the start of the season or is anything below third just piss water i think hindsight is 2020 um and with that all i can do is speak anecdotally about this right so with that i've had a team we missed qualifying for the games by 10 points in 2018, we were, we were very close, uh, approaching the games. My teammates were all in the house that was, we're making it, we're going to make it, we're going to fucking make it. And I was in the house of, we'll be really close. We're in a rich Fronings in our division, 417s in our division, the kilo team that ended up beating us out was in the division. And I would be, it's always amazing to me when athletes don't have a level head on their shoulders, or maybe even their coaches don't have a level head on their shoulders because all it could do is set you up to get beaten to the fucking ground. If any female athlete right now is going out there with the intention to beat Tia Toomey, like, and they honestly truly believe it, or possibly their coach is putting them into a position to honestly truly believe it. I think they're doing them a huge disservice. And I've also always chalked that up to the fact that it's like, Andrew, maybe that's why you're not this successful. Maybe you would have made the games if you were on the same head wavelength as your teammates and you thought you were going to make it. However, I think it's also absurd to have looked at the field last year and seen what Tia Tumi has done up to this point and expect to be even within a hundred points of her at the end of the weekend. And I think that you, it, it's all about the, 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 the way you put yourself out there. It's like, you want to cut the gap as much as possible with possibly the hope of like a slim chance that you might beat her. But if you yeah. go out there with the intention to beat her and it's like, that's what you're putting out on the internet. So when I end up picking on coaches and athletes in this light, it's because I think that they're setting up everybody for some sort of a lit down. We can go back to the Chandler Smiths of the world. Like if you see stuff out there about, Oh, it's the, this is what we're doing. Time to go qualify for the games. La di da di da. And then he misses it by 11 or like by seven or eight spots. It's like, well, how does that feel? 
<laughs> mm. And I'm not saying that that happened because I don't think that I saw anything out there where that was the case, but I have seen mm. in the past where it's like, all right, all we're going to do this year is we're going to win the games. And then athlete finishes not even in the top 10. It's like, yeah. how did that do for your athlete? Probably not very well. And you brought up Maxwell Hodge. And I think he does a very good job of saying, our goal is to have our best year ever for Noah Olson. He usually has an up and a down year. So as long as this down year isn't quite as down, then good year for him. Yeah. So I, I, to, I know that's a long-winded answer, but I think that the overarching thing is to have a level head on your shoulders, manage your expectations, and look back on it and see the, and look to see if you've done everything that you could do. And in the case that was me, my team in 2018, I think that we did everything we could do, and I'm very happy with our performance that weekend. Yeah. And that's, no, what I've, that's, that's how I've always left it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I like that. Um, okay, but look, we'll finish with a quick fire. Um, so they're all no, no, they're not all either, or some of them are okay. Um, barbell or dumbbell, barbell, a bike or row, row, uh, ski or run, run, um, rings or bar, as in like rings, rings, um, cardio or gymnastics, gymnastics, coach or compete. Ooh. Coach, um, I know we don't know the workouts, but male, uh, two males who qualify from the last chance. Hmm. Can I pull up the list? Uh, give me a second. I'll see how quick I can do this. Pull, pull up the female one while you're at it, because I'm going to ask you that next. Semi-final. Do they have them populated? Is the next best question. Oh. Oh, if you go to Morning Chalk Up, they have an article, or they have a post on their Instagram. With the list, it's like a swipe left, swipe all right, you know. All right, all right, all right. Sorry about this. I should have these a little bit more. No, I um probably should have had them. I'm I'm very the 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 best thing about the Sevon thing is that they just like Susan's on the back end throwing all that crap up there. Journey last chance qualifier. Okay, from the men, I well, and it always depends on the workouts, right? So mm. I, I like James Sprague, depending on the lift that comes out. Yeah. Um, but if it's something that's not really in his wheelhouse, it could hurt him, especially if it's in the same format as last year. That said, I like Tim Paulson and I like Tyler Christoffel out of the men, with the exception being a possible James Sprague. And Jake Berman's also very good on the online qualifier stuff. He's always had a, a niche for that. Or if there's a roar workout into Lugos, just rips the handle off. <laughs> Correct, yeah. And he could also be screwed the same way that uh, uh, Sprague is screwed. So if there's something that's if, – if it's, like, biased towards a smaller athlete, then he's in yeah. trouble. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Sprague's a small athlete. He just doesn't have developed strength yet. I like um, Fisagathi out of the females. Oh, okay. Fee and uh, – got it. There's a lot of good names. I would go with Isn't Sarah, Seaman's daughter. Okay. Simmons' daughter and Fee. Jamie Simmons. That's a, uh, all right. I changed that. I go with Jamie and Sarah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's good. I, I think that's where I landed on the female side. And my. Andrew, those are the easy ones. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, like I said, there's. Well, no I mean, they're surprises. easy for a reason. Correct. Um, Jamie okay. came out of one of the hardest divisions or semifinals. Yeah. So that's that's, that's why I switched to her right away. Um. Well, listen. 
thank you for coming on. It's been great getting to talk to you. You're uh, fantastic fun to have a conversation with. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll have to get you back on because I'm sure there, I'll look back and be like, fuck, I forgot to ask him about that. Um, yeah. But we'll yeah, do no, it. you've you have a standing invitation anytime anytime savan releases you from your collar you can come over yeah you're my first non-savan podcast with the exception oh, so of a guy that i know yeah alex heisman well, fuck that guy. i'm the first non-savan <laughs>